the original Swallow and Hooper department store, serving America since 1732, did not enjoy the luxurious space afforded to its offspring in the suburban malls. Instead, it existed cramped within the confines of a downtown city block, grudgingly relinquishing one narrow strip of pavement at its back entrance for executive parking. Dan eased his Buick into the D. Swallow Donovan slot. A black Continental already occupied the Daniel Swallow slot. For the past 40 years, Uncle Daniel had arrived at work early, the classic workaholic whose fingers never left the pulse beat of the Swallow and Hooper stores, the acknowledged commander of the local retailer's pack, whose merchandising wizardry had led them all charging up Prophet Hill to computerized cash registers and suburban malls. As Dan gathered up his suit jacket and briefcase from the car seat beside him, he caught sight of his own eyes in the rearview mirror. It always seemed as if he was looking not at his own reflection, but at his father's dark Irish eyes, twinkling with secret mirth at the timid lives of others. Off to count ladies' gloves and crock pots, are you, Danny, my boy? It's only been a couple of months, Dan muttered at the mirror. You'll end up like your uncle's laddie, taunted the eyes in the rearview mirror. Faith, and would you have me end up like you? Dan bolted out of the car and slammed the door. He barely missed stepping in front of the Mercedes convertible as it eased into the Preston Hooper slot. You're early, said Dan. Press flung open the door and swung his legs onto the ground. Today, he announced happily, is executive trainee day. I'm doing my session on impulse items. He winked broadly at Dan. I have a gift for impulse. Press wore a new dark blue silk suit, impeccably combined with shirt, tie, and shoes. Press always resembled a magazine ad smiling into the sunlight. On trainee days, he outdid himself. He took inordinate pride in his executive trainee program. It was the only real responsibility ever entrusted to him, and then only because Dan had insisted. He's got to be given some responsibility, Uncle Daniel. One day it'll be Press and me and Mary Sue. Press is a damn styrofoam dummy with the brains of a five-dollar wig. He knows the business. Trust him at least with the trainees. Hell, we'll probably come in one day to find the females in teaback bikinis. Those trainees are mostly women, you know, and Press is so damn soft-headed that any woman's tears can dent him right in the wallet. Uncle Daniel had leaned across his half-acre desk to point a warning finger at his nephew. You can't be soft in this business, Danny. That's the difference between Press Jr. and you. You're pure steel. He's goose feathers. Dan, carrying his briefcase, and Press, humming a happy tune, walked together from the parking strip towards the back entrance glass doors and past the brass plate announcing Swallow and Hooper, serving America since 1732. Press glanced at Dan. Good for you, Danny. Good for me for what? You're wearing shoes. Almost two months now and no boots with your suits. Dan grinned. Must be your good influence. So you're doing impulse items today? Absolutely. Uncle Harold's specialty is impulse items, commented Dan. I'll ask him to drop in. Press stopped in his tracks. His face wrinkled in dismay. Old Harold's coming? To the downtown store? Both your uncles are going to be here at the same time? That's right, said Dan soberly. 
Won't that be nice? Press pushed through the glass doors and nodded at the guard. Oh, like a nuclear holocaust is nice.